0: This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions.
1: Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce in podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We got Let us coverage. help you. Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it, we'll package it, we'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it, and uh, you just upload it yourself. we'll Uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in podcasting 101.
0: TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness And wellness, you name it, you need it, we're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program. Working with special populations
1: around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, All the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com.
0: It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit crazy, And a microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how you doing?
1: Christine, quite frankly, <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts ever. Yeah? Yeah. You're like glowing. No, it was amazing. Are you pregnant? You're glowing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ira Davis, uh, you know, he, he, he put a charge into me. I don't know if it's a baby, but <laughs> I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I know that. Uh just really one of one of the one of my favorites uh, of all time. I mean, we just wrapped it up with him, and he's so and good. Uh, man, I yeah, you know, I just I just feel good about everything that he's saying, and uh, like I said to him on the show. Some of it is, um, you know, just the inspiration I needed right now. All, also, it was, you know, a little bit of that reassurance that I needed right mm-hmm. now. And uh, listen, we all we all need people like this in our lives. And uh, Ira Davis um, put on a show for us today. It was pretty fantastic.
0: He's awesome. So I'm gonna we're gonna talk about it on the show, but. Um, through Todd Durkin, I was listening to his podcast, a friend of our show had Ira Davis on and I was reading the show notes and I, you know, just happened to go on a run and I'm like, "Ah, I haven't listened to any of his stuff. So I listened to Todd Durkin and Ira Davis, which Brian, if you could imagine the two of them, um, together, it was like right (laughs) so i listened to that podcast i I probably could have kept running for another eight days um but i got to hear ira's story and he just was such a powerful you know kind of moment of like hey my life's going good but wow everything just stopped and changed and what am i supposed to do and i've got a wife and kids and uh, you know and it's really the story of how do you see your life and are you going to acknowledge your purpose and are you going to go for it or are you going to be frozen you know and paralyzed and and just do what you know you think you're supposed to do as opposed to what you're meant to do and he has worked his way to now being a a very um very connected and very amazing dream development coach dream he's a dream diver and that's his company um it's a production company it is a podcast it is coaching um it, he's a life changer he's he's talking about purpose and you know we we talk to a lot of people that do you know life coaching or coaching ira davis is the real deal he walks the
1: walk it's uh you, you know listen let's just get off this and let you listen to this for mm-hmm. yourself you know, former drill sergeant <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right like we I mean, got we got a, we got a lot of good on thank you for service here. like uh, you know just just really we're uh, going
0: skydiving with him at some point <laughs> yeah, Not cause kidding. He,
1: cuz he's a diver he's a dream he diver is. And uh in order to walk the walk we got to jump out of planes uh really just fantastic in uh you know conversation that we got to have uh We're blessed to have them on and uh, we just want you to, to pass us along to you guys and uh give us some feedback let us uh let us know that uh, you feel the same way that that we do about this one um, and uh, let's hit it Ivor Davis, dream diver.
0: Auntie. And I'm Brian Prendergast, and we are two fit crazies. And the microphone, we are where it's at. Brian, how you doing? Doing well. Yeah, I'm excited.
1: Oh, I'm excited. Live wire. Yeah,
0: Ira Davis, how are you?
2: Yo, Christine, <laughs> Brian, what's up? <laughs> what's up? I'm Brian? Excited. Let's go.
0: So here is what when I spoke to Ira Davis on the phone, he asked me this question, and he was like, "So how'd you find me?" <laughs> <laughs> so ira um so how'd you find us
2: oh man how did i find you i was on another <laughs> podcast and you found me uh-huh And we can we connected and, and it was magic
0: it was i frightened you on many levels i was
2: gonna say did she scare
1: you a little bit maybe you know who. who what do i have here uh two two percent scary. Yes, <laughs> two percent uh... You know
0: what? It keeps people on their toes, right? Oh I love it. And um so I have to tell the listeners it was pretty awesome. Um one of our uh one of our podcast friends. Who's that? Todd Durkin, uh, the man wh- who just gave the uh, who just gave the keynote, actually, right? He just gave the keynote at Idea. One of them, yeah. Um, so awesome dude from this area and um, friend of the podcast. And it was before he started his own podcast. He was on our show and was talking about getting it going and and I went out for a run, you know, like a month ago or whatnot. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, I haven't listened to show. shows like bad, you know. Poor me. So I, you know, I'm, I'm looking through and it's like all these different episodes. I'm like, what am I going to listen to on this job? You know, and this one, Todd's like, if you want to run through a brick wall and <laughs> you want to blah, 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 you want to listen to this. And I was like, all right, well, that's what I want to listen to. And it's at Ira Davis. And I'm like, I don't really know him, but hmm, if Todd said that, then I want to know him. So I listened to this whole awesome podcast about his story. And I'm like, and then he's talking about like, oh, you could email me and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's a mistake because guess what? I'm going to email you. You've got a really cool story. You are a fascinating person and people that fascinate me. I want to get to know you and I want you in my life and whatever it is you're taking. We want to take that too. So Ira Davis, we, uh, we connected on the phone and, um, you've got a pretty amazing story that I want to make sure our listeners know what you do, where you came from. And, uh, What else? What else is going on? So, Ira, what are you up to right now?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, Brian and Christine, thank you for having me on your amazing show. I feel the energy all the way through the Internet. Uh, (laughs) It's crazy right now. Uh, My blood is boiling, so I I live for this. So thank you guys for having me. Thank you for all you do and for your listeners. Uh, What do I do right now? So I'm a dream development coach, right? So what, what does that mean? I made that up. Yep, I made it up from scratch. Uh, not just add water, I made it up from scratch. So as a dream development coach, what I do is I help people who know that they were made to do something bigger, more purposeful, legendary with their lives to impact the world. I help them discover their purpose, which is the one thing that they were born to do to serve other people. I help them unlock the dream for their lives. When I say dream, I don't mean, right, the car you want, the house you want, the money you want, the vacation you want. I'm talking about the vehicle or the cause that you're connected to that you're supposed to create and pioneer in in order to impact the world via your purpose. So I help people discover their purpose, unlock their God-sized dream. And then I help them die for that dream, right? Go from talking about doing a great thing to actually taking massive action and executing and aiming their entire lives at doing the thing that they were put here to do. So that's what I do. So I, I speak, I coach, right? And I also um, am a documentary filmmaker. So I run a production company called 412 Studios where we make films to inspire those same people to do what they were created to do to die for a massive dream to impact other people's lives. So uh, everything I do comes from that place, a dream development culture. From that, I touch many tools, many avenues in order to uh, inspire people to do what they were created to do with their lives, to serve other people.
0: Now, before we get into um, the 412 Studios documentary um, that you're going to be making, that we're going to be working together with, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I just say that? In the future, I'm very straightforward. I know. I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. Dun, 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 dun. Woo! She's got yeah. a dream. Um, so yeah. let's let's take a second and I want you to qualify yourself because Ira we speak to a lot of people around the world and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to I'm going to get Christine, all right? So this is this is a deal. A lot of people come up with, you know, hey, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to be a mentor. But they don't have the story they don't have the experience and they haven't been through, I always say they haven't been through hell and have had to keep going and climb their way out. Now, I think it's super important for you, especially with, you know, a dream development coach, your dream diver, you're helping people. Why is it or how did you get to a point where you're like, I can help other people because I go?
2: Yeah, great question. So I, I was a Marine for 10 years, 2004 to 2014. But prior to that, I was a young person, right? A, a teenager, a kid, whatever. I always knew that God to put something great on the inside of me, but I never had any tangible expression of what that was, right? I couldn't shoot the basketball the greatest. I wasn't the greatest in the classroom. I wasn't the greatest with a violin in my hands or a flute or a saxophone. Like I was like, okay, I feel this feeling. I know I was made for something great, but when, when I look at what my hands produce and what my life produces, I don't see any fruit of greatness. So I grew up my entire life, Brining and Christine, I grew up my entire life. Uh, like, okay, maybe uh, this greatness I feel means I'm supposed to be the man next to the man or woman, right. Helping them push them. Cause it's not me. Uh, but long story short about my eight year mark in the Marine Corps. Uh, I got kicked off of the duty of being a Marine Corps drone instructor. Right. So I was making Marines. Right. So not only was I crazy for being a Marine, but I was, I was a crazy guy making crazy Marines. And so, uh, I outdid the crazy within that job and I got kicked out of that job. So that's a whole lot of crazy, if you want to add that up. <laughs> um, and so that was my first time ever being in trouble as a Marine. And three years pr- uh, after that, it was time for me to get promoted to the next level. And my contract was ending. And because the war in Iraq was over, quote unquote, they were reducing the size of the military as a whole. And of course, the Marine Corps is the smallest but mightiest branch. So we're the first to reduce uh, as it, it comes to numbers and resources, and so they were like, "Hey, listen, if you got any negative paperwork in your, you know, background or record jacket, you know, you can't get promoted, and, and you know, you're gonna get processed out." So, uh, let me go backwards first. I joined the Marine Corps because I, I I knew if I went to college, I would have misappropriated somebody's tuition money because college wasn't for me at the time, and so the Marine Corps was the one place I knew I can go in and be more of who I already felt that I was, which you know, I was great at inspiration, great at leadership. Didn't know what that was as a young person, but I felt drawn to the Marine Corps. Uh, and I knew they would pay me on the 1st and 15th to stay stuck and purpose lost, not purposeless. And so at my 10 year mark, my paperwork came back down from headquarters of Marine Corps, which is, you know, you know the main branch where they make all the decisions. And my paperwork said, you know, Sergeant Ira E. Davis you are not being retained as a United States Marine Corps, as a United States Marine. And as of this date, this will be your exit date out of the military. And I looked at that date, you know, Brian and Christina, I looked at that date and that date was three months from the date that I was looking at on the paper. So literally it was June of 2014. And I believe it was, the paperwork was like August 27th, 2014 was the day I had to pack up my bags, my kids and my wife and figure out something to do with my life, right? So boom, there goes my check, there goes my benefits, there goes my future. I was living on base housing, so there goes my house. So everything I had known, all of my camouflage, if you will, no pun intended, (laughs) was being pulled from underneath of me because I was hiding out in an industry, in a job that I knew was beneath my capacity of what I was called and created to do, but I didn't know what that was. I couldn't figure it out. But now, that camouflage was being pulled from me, and I had to figure out where do I go from here, right? Um, so hopefully it kind of answers the first part of the question. That's where I found myself, at this critical fork in the road. Can me to keep going?
0: Yeah, tell our listeners, though, and this is so important. Brian's been through this. I've been through this, where you're like, oh, my God. It's that's, a, like, that's
1: a gut it, kick to the gut. I mean, you got a lot to figure out right there.
0: So what's going through your mind right now? Three months. What, what do you feel?
2: I I'm feeling I'm feeling in my gut that I'm about to self implode from the inside out because I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this as a man, as a husband, as a father. I'm not I'm not ready for this. And and that's kind of when the depression started kicking in. Like bro, what 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 you going to do? What what are you, you going to do? Mm. do? Uh there's nobody to lean on. There's nothing to lean on. There's nobody to blame this on. What are you going to do? Uh, and so I had to make some critical decisions right there in no in in that three months I had to make some critical decisions some life altering decisions of do I stay where I am or do I work my way to where I know I'm supposed to be
1: it's uh you know that that's a tough spot, man. I, I can imagine. You know, it's like you, you, you know, you're almost in, at that point. It's like you know, you're almost institutionalized. You know, by the military, where everything's provided for you, and there you go. Like, okay, you, you know, you, you get to go now, hooray! But not really.
0: You go where? But, yeah. You're like, can I have a directions or maybe? Yeah. A-
1: um, yep. so, so then and there, um, you know, you're, you're scared, obviously, you know, you got to keep things moving. You got a family, uh, uh, you know, wife, and kids you're moving. Um, what, uh, so what, what happened in those three months? What's the decisions that were made? What's, uh, what's, what's happened going forward?
2: Yeah. So I had to make a critical decision. Do I, do I stay stuck or do I climb out of this? And so I made a decision because I knew I had people counting on me and I knew there was another level that I was meant to tap into, I went to go see a therapist on base. And so to kind of put this in perspective, as a member of the military, the armed forces, going to see a therapist, we call them the wizard, right? It's not something that's highly looked, you know, that's not like something you praise people for, right? Um, it's, it's almost, you know, like you don't want to be going, you don't want to be seen going to see a therapist, well, right? It's a weakness. So, so,
1: can, I, can I tell you though, the second yeah. that you said that you went to see a therapist, I got excited for you. Just like that was my feeling. And because yeah. whether or not, I mean, I know it's not, you know, anything that you definitely want to brag about. Um, but man, I know good stuff comes from that. So go ahead.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then as a man, on top of that, too, right? Um, so it was, it was all in that pressure. But I was like, you know what? I can do, there's only two choices here, right? I can sit here and cry or I can fight, right? So let's go fight. And so I'm going to go see a therapist on base. And I sat on that therapist's couch and I cried grown man tears, not. You know, not baby tears, not crocodile, but grown man tears, as if somebody had just, you know, shot my friend in the face. You know, I, I cried grown man tears and I said, Doc, you're going to have to help me. I'm a grown man with a wife and two kids, and I got to get out of the military and take care of my family, provide. But here's the thing I don't know what I was born to do, and I can't leave this organization and go into another institution to be just another number. I, I know I was meant for something better than that. Doc, can you help me? And so we talked for about four or five days, and at the end of that week he came to me and said, "Listen, I believe in my personal professional opinion that you will put here to inspire people down to their bones to go after their dreams." He said, "Man, when you talk about inspiring people and helping them become who they were meant to be, you light up like a love, like like a light bulb. and when you talk about everything else, you turn into this like hermit this turtle, right and said, "I believe that this is your assignment, and I want you you know to to go figure out what that is." And so what I did because I'm a man of faith, I went out to the car, and I prayed and I said, "God, you got to help me." I know you put something great on the inside of me, but for the first time in my life, what this therapist said just started causing a chain reaction of light bulbs that are going off in my head as to who I am and what I'm supposed to do, man. And, and you know, God just began to speak to me and start showing me who I was, and and that's how I I, I took I took that moment and I turned it into the man and the purpose-driven entrepreneur that I am today. And what I found out was, is that I was a visionary, a transformational leader, a creative and a phenomenal communicator. And, uh, and, and God wanted to give me a platform to inspire people to discover who they are and what they were created to do, man. And it just kind of steamrolled out of control from that point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's, let's talk for our listeners, for people out there that are going through things like this. Now, It's almost like you have an epiphany, you have an awakening Um, and you said that, you know, you prayed to God and, you know, people out there, whoever you're praying to, whether it be God or, you know, whatever you believe in, whatever that faith is, you said you started to see signs and I think that's important because sometimes people go through life and they don't really open their eyes to their true calling And they think, and I did the same thing for a long time, and so did Brian, that we did what we thought we were supposed to do. You're supposed to, you know, get the job and go to the job and have the family and just, you know, and it's very unfulfilling. And you don't, you know, unless you really stop or something happens you start to see signs in your life and you keep shutting them down because you think you're supposed to do one thing. And all of a sudden these signs pop up and when you start to see them, more and more show up. So what are some of those signs that you see now?
2: Yeah, the crazy thing is, uh, and I appreciate this question and you guys' journey, um, and I hope people who listen to this podcast faithfully uh, already understand the ups and downs that you two have been through. Um, You know, here's the crazy thing is people think it's this great epiphany that just falls out of the sky. But the truth is most of the time when you're out of place and out of position in your life, you have known this from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But you have continued to put yourself in, in places that you don't belong, right? Making excuses for the pain of your soul and justifying it until enough becomes enough, right? And so whoever that is, that's out there listening to us right now, you already know you're out of place, right? You already know, you know, you think about that drawer, you know, where we have our utensils, our forks and our knives and our spoons. You already know you're a big old spoon trying to fit with the knives (laughs) though, right? And you've been that way for years and you've been trying to, you've been blaming it on everybody else, right? Everybody hates me. Everybody's hating on me. Everybody's this and they just don't understand this. But the problem is, is that most people have the right skills, but they're in the wrong industry and they're out of place and they're playing below their capacity City, because they're settling for something right either it's praise money status stability you are holding on to something that you think is going to keep you afloat when really that's the thing that's sinking your life it's it's a
1: slow burn
0: what stability (laughs) no but
1: it's it's a slow burn i mean you're sitting in a cauldron and you know that you're just not doing what you are, you know, whether it is, you know, whether you feel like you're meant for something greater than you're doing right there or, you know, the ease of your situation is enough to just say, "Oh, this is what I'm doing right now." Um but it's it's not and that epiphany like you said is usually the line in the sand, but that's no, you know, epiphany. That's that's the moment where you're not taking it anymore. Mm-hmm. You're, you're 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 done with it and you got to do something else. But yeah, it's uh it's a slow burn, man. Being at a place like that and living in your own skin and not you know being able to stand the company um is is uh is no place that and and look people live like that forever they go Ever. through their whole lives like that and they never take action
2: and that's why i'm on this crusade right brian and christine that's why i'm on this crusade because most people live and die and they never figure out why they lived right how could you live an entire life breathe all of this oxygen and still not know why you're here you're not here just to pay Verizon. You're not here <laughs> just to pay Comcast. That is not the totality of why God breathed breath into your body. He could have created anything or anybody. Why did he create you? It sure wasn't just to make sure you, you got your direct deposit so you can pay for, <laughs> to keep the lights on and then keep doing that for the rest of your life. That That's not a life that, that, that is a, a system, a routine, like, um, Light bulbs, you know, there's things that we've created that that operate on a system like that. You're a person, right? It's the reason why you're a person and not an animal. It's the reason why you're a person and not a tree, right? It's because you're supposed to do something, bear fruit with your life. And and the thing that breaks my heart the most is watching people walk around life chasing the wrong things and then they die. Mm. And I, I refuse to allow that to happen because I was that guy. We talked about the epiphanies that we think are the epiphanies are just the actual line in the saying where enough is enough, right? While I was in the Marine Corps, I already knew that I was out of place. Yeah. And, the, and the funny thing was, is I was great at what I did. And nobody who knew me would ever, could ever even imagine that I was not happy because I was great at what I did. And so when I actually left the Marine Corps, people thought I was going to have this great time of adjusting from Marine Corps life to civilian life because I was going to miss the Marine Corps so much. And really, I was like, what a relief, right? I was mad at first because I was forced out. You know, I was hurt at first because I didn't know what to do. But after I came up for air, I was like, what a relief that I no longer have to put on this facade that I'm Mr. Marine Corps. I was so always, many us- yeah. So many of us are walking around our corporate jobs with this huge smile on our face, with this huge check going into the bank account. But when you get in your office and close the door, you like to bang your head against the desk and cry. It's it's a bad relationship. Don't call me
0: Mrs. Conti. That was me
2: forever. I'm not
0: Mrs. Conti. I'm not her. She's not me. (laughs) That's someone else. I'm I'm Christine. I'm crazy Christine. I'm you know, and it's funny to, you know, you always have that inner you know, that inner spark or whatever that is inside of you, but it's, you know, it's not always accepted not only by you, but you feel so strongly about what everyone else thinks. And it's really at the end of the day, it, are you, are you them or, you know, and my thing too is, you know, we're so obsessed with money that you forget sometimes that relationships are the most important thing in life. And it's, it's amazing that you were able to, you know, to kind of change your life and see that. And now tell everyone, because, again, I know your story, but tell our listeners. So now you're at this point where, oh, my gosh, I'm seeing these signs. I'm, I'm able to move forward. What was it? What, where did you start? Because it wasn't like I'm Ira Davis and now I'm bam, I'm here. It's, it took you a while.
2: No, nah, girl, that was an overnight success. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, right. I wish. Tell my wife that. Um, oh, the truth is this in that same conversation I had with the Lord in my car, he said, listen, I'm going to put a camera in your hands and I want you to create content to help people do what I've helped you to do, which was to find yourself. Right. I'm like, okay, buddy, how in the world? First of all, my only experience at this point was making birthday and anniversary videos for family and friends on Best Buy handicaps. That was my filmmaking experience (laughs) at that point. Right. I was like, okay, so we're going to take this and we're going to turn this into a life. Hmm okay, I guess, here we go. And literally a week and a half, two weeks later, I was taking, I took my oldest son at the time, who was five years old, on his fifth birthday, out to a football field, local high school football field. We filmed this little flag football video for um, like of him practicing, right? Working out. And I took it back. I edited it. I put some Ray Lewis on the background for inspiration and some (laughs) inspirational music. And I was like, oh, look, I'm proud of myself. I I did something creative, right? So fast forward, I'm taking my youngest son to daycare on base. Keep in mind, we're still in this three-month window. From the time I got this notice to the time I have to exit the Marine Corps, I'm taking my youngest son to daycare on base, and I see a flyer on the counter, Christine. The flyer says NFL Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson from the L.A. Rams is coming to to the base to give a free camp for the kids, right? And so Brian and I – I pick up the flyer, I call and I go to their website and I see that they don't have, you know, any footage or any video showing their impact that they're having in his Eric Dickinson foundation. Mm-hmm. So I call, I, I leave an email and I say, Hey, listen, I notice you don't have anything showing your impact. I'd love to come in and, and create something uh, to show what you guys are doing on base for the military kids. I get a call probably about two or three hours later from, you know, his his director of his foundation and say, Hey, listen, we got your call. We got your email. Do you have anything to show us? And guys, the only thing I had to show them was that <laughs> video I had done with my five-year-old son practicing flag football. Awesome. And you had it they though. Called me, they called me back two hours later and said, "How much hired?" And it was literally probably two or three weeks after my therapy sessions that I was on the field, still active duty marine, not even anywhere close to my you know three months being over. I was on the field with. NFL legends and Hall of Famers, Marcus Allen, Rodney Locke, Christian DeCorey, Eric Dickerson, making a film for them, uh, not knowing how to use my gear, just smiling and grinning and doing the work, <laughs> right, making all kinds of mistakes. But fast forward, a week later, I get a call from the senior director at NFL Films saying, hey, listen, we couldn't be at Eric Dickerson's camp. Can we license some of your footage to go in the day in the life of Eric Dickerson on NFL Films? I said, wait a minute, I'll call you back in a week. I got to think about it. No, what I said, was, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and so got some footage on there. Got a couple of calls from, from some other celebrity folks saying, we heard about you. Can you come do some stuff for us? And that was all cool. I was excited. I was like, okay, God, thank you so much. I appreciate it. But then I had to take a step back and say, okay, God, this is not what you said. I'm not a videographer. Like, I'm not point and shoot, you know. And he was like, you're right. I want you every time you turn the camera on to make films that inspire people to get unstuck and to die for their dreams, to impact the world. And so that's when I actually created my production company and we started making films to help inspire people to do what they were created to do. So that's kind of how we got from that place to the production side of what I do.
0: You know why? Cause you're Ira Davis <laughs> and that's Again.
2: what you do. Nah, no, it's not me. I'm, I'm terrible. I, you know, I rely on my faith when it comes to these things, uh, me, myself and I, man, I'd still be lost, broken and dumb. Um, but I, you know, I just thank God, man, that, um, he allowed me to be broken for a second so he can rebuild me into this new person who can be useful to the world instead of hiding out, collecting a paycheck, uh, and living below my capacity. So, uh, anytime saying anytime somebody says, Hey, you're Ira Davis, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no, I'm just the man behind the man, right?
1: Uh, dream dream Diver. How'd you come up with that? Take us through it. What is that?
2: Ooh, so so powerful, man. I appreciate the question. So here I am, right? I, I started my filmmaking journey, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a documentary filmmaker, director, right? That's what I am. And so what happened was, uh, this is still within the three-month time period before I get out. My leaders at the local level Right. My battalion commander, battalion sergeant major say, hey, listen, headquarters, Marine Corps don't know what the heck they're talking about. They're looking at paperwork. But we know you, the man. Right. You're the greatest Marine NCO we've ever had the privilege of leading in our 20, 30 years plus in the Marine Corps. We want you to put together a course from scratch for our corporals, which is the first level of leadership in the Marine Corps, to teach them how to be effective leaders. So think about this. Headquarters, Marine Corps is kicking me out. But my local leaders are saying, hey, you're the greatest thing we've ever seen. Right. So I'm like, "Mm, thanks a lot. Uh, If I wasn't confused before, I'm confused now. Uh, So I'm in charge of putting this course together uh, for these young Marines, plus my staff, which are my peers of fellow sergeants and staff sergeants. Right. So I'm up at 2 a.m. in the morning in my walk in closet, which is where my office was when I first started this journey. And uh, I'm looking for some kind of motivational anything to share with these young Marines to keep them inspired to lead and to serve. So 2 AM, the whole house is quiet. I'm, I'm on YouTube. I type in motivational videos, never done that before. I didn't know what self-help was personal development, had no clue. And these great videos start popping up and I start watching them. Eric Thomas, Les Brown, John Maxwell. And then the next video that comes on is this skydiving video. And I'm like, okay, YouTube, what kind of algorithm is this? Um, (laughs) But okay, I'll, I'll roll with you. So I sat there and watched it, you guys. And I started getting short of breath as if I was in the air with these guys. And I pulled back from my desk and I prayed. I said, okay, God, what are you showing me? And what he said was very clear. What I'm showing you is the mantra, the philosophy that I want you to spend the rest of your life teaching the world. He said, most people never accomplish the dream and the purpose for their life is because they're, they can't see the target. They can't see what I'm telling them to end their lives at. Right, They're trying to climb the mountain of success, but if you can't see where you're going, right, how how can you ever get there? When you're climbing the mountain of success, when you get tired, when you get upset, you can stop, sit down, or go back down the mountain. He said, but when you dive for a dream that's bigger than you, there's no going back. When you dive out of a plane, there's no going back. He said, so this mantra of skydiving is what I want you to teach the world on how to dive for a dream that's bigger than themselves. Right? You can't hit a target that you don't have. You can't hit a target that you can't see. He said, so I want you to call it dream diving, diving head first, because wherever your head goes, your mind, body, heart, and soul follows. If you jump for a dream, that means you haven't done the work to be prepared. You don't know where you're going. You're just running and jumping into something haphazardly, expecting me to catch you on the way down. And that's irresponsible of you as the, as the person who I've equipped to do something great. He said, when you, people say a leap of faith, well, when you leap in something, you just want to see if it works. And if it does, cool, you'll stay. If not, you'll leap out. He said, but when you dive head first out of a plane, quote unquote, there is no going back. You're committed. You can't go backwards. You can't sit down. And and I'm going to be with you in the journey of doing something that's bigger than you. So he gave me this process at 2 a.m. in the morning called Dream Diving, right? A purpose-driven individual that's willing to dive head first into their God-sides, God-given dreams to impact the world. I'm like, whoa, okay. And so we've, we incorporated that into my studio. And then a couple of years later, uh, I started the Dream Diver company, which is my speaking and coaching and media company. Um, So, so that's where Dream Diver comes from. And, and um, I am a skydiver working on my class, a skydiving license as we speak. Um, Because what he also said is one day you'll be in the air skydiving. And I said, okay, God, that's where you take it too far, buddy. Right. (laughs) We were cool until you said that buddy. Um, But but what he said was, is there's too many people speaking about things that they don't live. And I said, OK, I got it. Let's go. And so I don't just talk about dream diving. You won't see me just post pictures of me next to planes and with a harness on. No, I'm I'm living that life in in congruency with what I teach. Right. And we, are, we teach the dream divers process on, on, on you know, dream prepared diving. Land. We teach all of that, man, as it relates to purpose and dreams. So that's where that story comes from. Uh, that's excuse me. That's where the company name comes from, Dream Diver.
0: What's crazy is that when you know when I first looked up you know Ira and it was talking about you know diving. I'm like, w- I don't, I didn't get the whole you know I didn't hear the whole picture and the the whole story behind it is so powerful. I'm like, is he just skydive? Is he dive off cliffs? Like what? And really, when you think about that, going into something head first, you're all in. I mean we're looking for people that, you know, our listeners sometimes their toes in right now or their hand is in and where's that going to get you? Are you going for it? And they say the, the best, you know, the most successful people and whatever success means to you in life are the people that go for it and they're okay if, if they fail. And you know, when I left my last job, it was like, Oh my, um, what am I doing? How am I going to, Oh my gosh. And it was that moment of, you know, (gasps) you almost can't breathe. And it's like, you, you got to go for it. If you're not going to go for it, then you're going to look back and be like, I wish I, I should have, you know, and fill in the blank. Um, by the way, you did say that you were going to take me skydiving. Number one, number two, um, Is that I know? I don't forget things. I'm I'm very loyal. I'm a Capricorn, and you know, I just I hold things to people because I I really believe in them. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) that is me. But so dream diving now you walk the walk, Ira. And we said this earlier that, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, we talk to people over the world and it's like, oh, let me help you. Let me, you know, mentor you. Let me but you go out there and you do it and you put your butt on the line and you say, here's what I've been through. Here's my story and I'm gonna keep making, you know, these amazing memories and diving for dreams that are scary for you and for other people. What um what type of people now are you looking to work with?
2: Yeah, great question. Um, so I work with mainly two types of people. Yeah, I'll say two, two types of people. Number one, I work with people who are at the beginning of their journey who are just now recognizing that there's a shift happening in their heart and that they can't stay where they are. And it's time to get to where they're supposed to be, where they were born to be. Right. So, so that corporate, you know, C-level executive who's sitting at the top of the C-suite and and comes into the office on Monday and say, bro, I'm suffocating. I'm dying here. There's another level for my life. I want to go do what I've been called to do. It's time to go. I work with those people um, at all calibers, right? People who feel the shift in their heart that they were made to do something more purposeful. And then I work with the purpose-driven entrepreneurs who are already booming, thriving, and and kicking butt out in the world on behalf of transformation, inspiration, and helping people overcome their challenges, people who want to take their purpose-driven business to the stratosphere. And I, I helped them come in, I assess where their brand is, and uh, I helped them take it to the next level. So that means if we need to change your look, your logo, your branding, your terminology, we need to write a book, we need to work on a, 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 a documentary series, a vlog series, we need to work on... Uh, a podcast i come in and give you a complete i call it an impact accelerator i come in and and help you take your brand your purpose driven brand to the stratosphere right kind of how i took a 2 a m video of skydiving and turned it into two companies <laughs> and a whole philosophy and a whole podcast and working on books and you know where when i speak about my brand you you literally can feel it in your hand That's what I help purpose-driven entrepreneurs do so that people understand what it is that you're talking about, where you're coming from. And, uh, and I help you do it in a way where you don't have to sell a thing. You just, when people see your heart and they know why you're doing what you're doing, they will beat your door down to get whatever it is that you have to help them go to the next level because they know that you're not money motivated, you're mission motivated, um, so yeah, those are the two types of people I work. People at the beginning of their journey who say, "I got to get out. Enough is enough," and those people who are already uh, diving for their dreams, who want to dive for the biggest dreams yet.
1: The uh, the first one that you mentioned, the people that are suffocating, the you know that maybe have some, you know in the you know, on the cover of things, uh, some success in life and, and, you know, things are going uh, all right, but you know, on a soul level, um, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're empty. Um, that was me, right? So, um, that was where I was at with everything. I knew I was meant for something better than anything that I was doing at the moment, even though I could have just set up camp and stayed there forever. Um, I didn't thank God. Um, but what is it about that person that you see that is really the biggest sticking point or maybe the point the thing that's going to keep them there so what my question I guess is I want to get those people out of there I want them I want your answer to help them get out of there now so what is it that you know what's the biggest tooth that has to be pulled what's the you know what's the thing that's the snag that's just going to keep them there and then never see that
2: potential Oh man I love this question safety and money security and money that's the thing that's going to keep them there more 90% of the time it's going to be financially motivated. The other 10% is going to be what they, what their peers think about them making a the decision to walk away from what's safe and what's known. See, most of our lives, we are conditioned to take the safe and the most profitable route in our lives because that's just how we've been wired from the time we were in kindergarten to go after the job that pays the most money or to go after the thing, you know, and, and, I don't know if you guys use this word, but I'm not a big fan of the word, follow your passion or that phrase. Um, that that phrase has become something that's like a dirty word around my, a dirty phrase around my company because you're not always meant to do the things that you're passionate. I'm passionate about a lot, but I ain't, I'm ain't not great at it, right? Um, so so you got to be careful with the word passion. I, I, I prefer enthusiasm. Um, and, and if you look at the site, if you break down the word passion, it really means sacrifice and suffering, right? Are you really willing to do the thing that you're are you willing? To, are you really willing to suffer for the thing that you know that you were called to do? That's really what that word means. Mm. It means suffer to go without, to do without, to <laughs> to endure. Uh, and so, um, I would tell that that person who has it all made, everything is already in place. Why would you leave? It's it's you're at this apex of your life where do you want to die? and leave behind a legacy of here, here lived a great person who worked their whole lives to stack money? Or, or, or what is it that you want people to say about you at your funeral, about how you laid it on the line to serve other people, how you gave and how you uh, 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 lived and how you served and how you loved? Um, at the end of the day, you won't make the decision to walk away from safety until you've had enough. Right. I can't twist your arm enough. Brian and Christine can't twist your arm enough. People won't make a change until they they become fed up or they hit rock bottom. Right. Or they feel suffocated. And the truth is, is if you actually want to begin to live your life outside of the box, you have to disconnect from the thing that's holding on to you. The truth is about your corporate job is they will flush you down the drain quicker than they connected you to the company. And they'll move on as if you never existed, even if they put you in the the corporate hall of fame and give you a picture, your seat is already filled. But the great thing about having purpose is there's only one person on the planet who can do what you can do, and that's you. And so guess what? If you don't become the person that starts doing that work, somebody somewhere around the world is going to miss the miracle that you are because you're out of place and out of position. I want you guys to hear me. If you are out of place and out of position in your life, you're going to call somebody else who needs what you do to miss out on the miracle that they've been praying for that is actually you, right? And so I just want you to imagine that thing in your life that you rely on the most, right? What if somebody wasn't in place doing that thing, right? Let's use the analogy of, a, of, a, of the ER, right? What if that ER doctor... Had never decided to become the ER doctor, who would have never been there when you needed him to stitch you up and patch you up. That would have been, he would have been doing you a disservice if he if he was actually over here selling Toyotas and 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 Lexuses, right? So when you're out of place, you're gonna cause somebody to miss out on the miracle that you are. It's just that it's just that simple. And and the, and the greatest thing is is people think that when you live a life of purpose, is that you have to sacrifice or give up everything, something or all things. You're going to have to make a sacrifice and investment in anything that you say you want. I don't care how good or bad you, you made an investment in yourself to get to where you are in corporate. Right. But the thing about it is, is if you do the work to turn your purpose into something that will allow you to provide for yourself or you connect to another company where you can actually work in your purpose, there's no, nobody. People always think that when you work in the area of purpose, that for some reason you have to be homeless and be a missionary And you know, live on 10 cents a day. That's not how this works, right? If you do the work to connect your purpose uh, to a profitable uh, cause or mission or business, then you won't miss a beat. But most people don't want to do that work. They just want to come in where somebody else already did that work for them. And that's what keeps a lot of people stuck. They don't want to do the work. So hopefully that answers your question.
0: I would say that most people not only don't want to do the work, but they're not even willing to really step out and and go there and there's been times that hey there's all of us want to give up or you know i can't tell you ira how many times brian's talked me off the ledge in the last couple <laughs> years because there's there's times where you're like i'm working so hard and i you know i know this is where i'm supposed to be in life and and i know this is my purpose and my mission and, you you know, you have a day where you're like, oh, my gosh, I, maybe this isn't me. And then the next day you're like, oh, never mind. Things are great.
1: If it, I took you today and put you right back to where we were whenever we had those conversations, mm-hmm. you'd want to be where you are right now, not right. where you were. So smack you're, that it's, person. it's working. Right. So just
2: be patient. Yep. But it's no, interesting. That's, yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, listen, if you're doing let's talk about the purpose driven entrepreneurs, right? People who are entrepreneurial within their purpose. Um. I tell my wife all the time, it's just a great roller coaster, right? Twenty minutes from now, man, I might be depressed as all get out, but ten minutes after that, I'm like, let's go, <laughs> you know. Um, but here's the truth: I'd rather be doing that in the area of my purpose than to be doing that for somebody else at another job where I have no choice, right? And 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 the reason why we have these highs and lows when we're doing what we were created to do within an entrepreneurial set is because you go from recognizing what could be and what will be to understanding that we have to take small steps along the process to get there. Right. So we come back to reality and face the work. And then 10 minutes from now we go back to the vision. Right. And then we come back to reality and we face the work. And so that's a natural progression uh, for somebody who's working in the area of their purpose. But who else would you rather be doing that for? (laughs) Right? Right. Who else's vision would you rather be going through that roller coaster ride for?
0: Yeah. No one else's. And that's, I I remember thinking this, like if you're not, you know, following your own dreams and and chasing your own goals, then you're going to spend the rest of your life working and chasing someone else's. And I think that hit home with me of, you know, again, I was a teacher for 15 years. Everyone's like, Christine, you should find joy in this. And I'm like, it, this isn't my purpose. And I know I enjoy it and I know I should be thankful. But I remember before I left, I sat my kids down and I said, I just want you to know that if I don't go for my dreams, that I will be lying to you because I preach all the time about how you should follow your goals and follow your heart. And I'm like, and I need to do it now. And it was a very powerful. I think I was a little bit teared up. I'm a little dusty in the room, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I had to say it to my, you know, my coat, my kids that I coached in volleyball, and you know, people had been with me for three years in high school and whatnot. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't want you to think I'm letting you down, but this is a, I need you to remember this that you need to go for it too.
1: So, so that's an interesting conversation and something that I was going to ask you about the people that surround the people that have to make these decisions, the people that as much as they love them and know them and, and you know, or, you know, whether it's a spouse or a family or friends, or, you know, even bosses that have to listen to this person who's about to make these decisions or, you know, wants to go make these decisions. And how, what What are those conversations usually like? I mean, is that something that like you can have, you could say, I have faith in you, but not understand really what they're trying to do or what they're getting, looking to get out of all of this.
2: Yeah. I love it. So, you know, we got to answer that from both sides. First of all, if you're the person who knows that it's time for you to disconnect to go do what you were created to do, number one, you have to understand that there are two types of people those who see reality and those who see possibility. In that start, in that phase of what you're doing, you need to be around people who see possibility who see beyond what is in front of them. You need to be around people who have Walt Disney imagination, who have Elon Musk faith, who have uh, Steve Jobs work ethic. You need to be around the possibility folks and disconnect yourself from people who see reality to a certain extent because reality people will make you aware of the real life practical things that you need to make sure you have set, but don't let them cut you off at the knees. You got to hear them in one ear and you have to filter out what you know you need to be doing as a human being to survive And you got to stay around the possibility people because they will feed your dream. They will feed that enthusiasm. They will feed it um, so that you can get to the level that you're supposed to get to. And so that's one of the first decisions you're going to have to make up in your mind is you're going to have to cut off the people who have no, uh, no inherent ability to imagine what life could look like if they didn't accept it and they created it. Right. And there's not a lot of people who are possibility people right? Like I know Brian and Christine, I know you're a possibility people, right? So we can hang together. We can roll together, right? We can go (laughs) diving out of a plane together, right? Wink, wink, (laughs) right? So you have to surround yourself with the right people and you have to be, uh, you have to be maniacal about getting the people out of your life who do not support where you are headed. It's not mean, you only get one life to live. And so if you're wasting your time, allowing people to connect to you, and suck the life and the dream out of you. That's your own personal doing and your own personal fault. Because leeches will suck the life out of anything that allow it to stay connected to it, right? So you can't blame the leech. The leech is only doing what leeches do. You got to blame the you got to blame the host because the host is allowing itself to be sucked dry, right? And so for the people on the outside who have somebody coming to them saying, "Hey, um, you know, I have a big dream. I know I was born to do something. It's a little bit outside of the box." Right. If, if, if you don't get it, it, first of all, it's not your job to get it. If you don't get it, because it's not your dream it's not your purpose. But if you have people like that in your family and you sincerely believe in who this person is, if you believe in the things that come out of their mouths and the things that they create with their lives and with their souls, then you have to take your eye off of the dream that seems impossible to you and put your eye and your faith in the individual who you love and who you believe in and who you value. Like when I started this I, my wife, probably she had to have, she probably had to have thunk if that is even a word that I had lost my absolute <laughs> plumb full mind. She, she had to, have. we've been doing this for years and I know there was times where she probably wanted to uppercut me. Are you me right? And, and push me out of, you know, out of a 10 story building. But It's your it's your job as the loved one, the friend of somebody who has a big dream, not to always see or agree with the dream of the vision, but to pour into, to support, and to empower the dreamer to continue to do what they do. That's your job. Your job is to add gas to the fire. Your job is to make sure that they never feel defeated and deflated. That's your job. Your job is not to see them building Walt Disneyland in 10 years because you don't have you may not have the ability to dream like that but you do have the ability to say a prayer for that person you do have the ability to 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 call that person or text that person to make sure that their spirits are high and that they're making sure that they keep things in perspective that's what you can do so hopefully that makes sense from both sides of the house right from the dreamer and the, and the person who's supporting the dreamer.
0: So I'm going to throw it in there that I'm sure a lot of us had this, that, you know, there's a lot of times where you don't have that support. And, you know, I, I had the same thing. I had a lot of people thinking, oh, Christine, you have got this great job and great career and all, you know, you're good with money. And my my mother, your pension, Christine, your, what are you doing throwing away your life? You're throwing away your education. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I think that this is my what I'm meant to do.
1: It's like it, the last thing on your mind. It feels good. You know? yeah.
0: And I'm like, okay, I wasn't thinking about my pension, but thank you for that. Okay. And it, it took a lot of, I guess, mental strength to say, okay, you know what? I, I can't hear this. I, I can't have this negativity. and, You know, it's hard because sometimes these are the people that are close to you or they're in your family. And luckily, I have a husband who was like, well, figure it out. You work hard. We're going to figure this out. And surrounding yourself with people that do lift you up. What would you say to people that come to you and are like, I just don't have a good support system?
2: Yeah, I love it. Two L's. You got to love them, but you don't have to listen. Hmm. You got to love them, but you don't have to listen to them. Right. Oh, that's awesome. It's like, you're wrong. <laughs> you know, you're you're not. You know, I, I, I know it. what I'm doing, hey, 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 I'm, hey, hey, you know. Yeah, and I, I don't even have to tell you you're wrong, right? I'm not a big talker when it comes to stuff like that. I, If anything, that motivates me so that you could just see it show up on the internet one day. Boom, there it is. Told you. I told you. Yeah, you know what? I was eating, you know, pork and beans and hot dogs for three and a half years, right? And I'm just, you know, being facetious. But it's okay, I'm going to get where I know I'm supposed to be, whether you support me, love me or not. You can walk in my life, out of my life, around my life. But at the end of the day, this is my life to create. And when I die, you're not going to be you're not going to be the one who has to deal with the fact that I stayed stuck, complacent and average because I was worried about people's opinions, their support and, and their cheers. No, you don't have to answer. I have to answer for how I live this one life and you know what I'm realizing each and every day, Brian and Christine, that life is super short mm-hmm. it's su- like let's this is a fitness podcast, right for the mm-hmm. most part mm-hmm. Let's talk about Kobe Bryant, right whose birthday was yesterday mm-hmm. right? right if Kobe would have pushed off his purpose to, until later, later might not have ever come mm. Kobe died. At, what was he, 40? Maybe 40? I think, yeah, I think yesterday would have been 42. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 41. 82. Yeah. See, see, we have this thing backwards where we think we need to go out and get all we can get. Bef- and, oh, and then, and then I'll figure out what I was created to do. What if you don't get it in then? Ugh. What if you don't get it in then? You got all this money. You were super, uh, you know, stuck and unfulfilled. You got all this money. And you were waiting on the end then. And then you don't and then. No, the, the goal is to discover what you were born to do and make it so that you can make a living doing what you were created to do every single day. But Ira, that's super hard. You're right, it is. It's also super hard to get a degree in something that you don't even love. Mm. It's also hard to keep a job in something that's sucking your soul away. So you got to pick your level of hard. Pick one. I Sorry, love- I'm little- no, no. Oh, dude this is beautiful I <laughs> work
0: my ass off I probably work hours that are like absolutely insane right now but I love what I do I love what I do and and that's period the end you know when you start to doubt yourself and you're out there and you're like I don't know was this the right decision ask yourself at the end of the day I mean I remember getting up in other you know working in other um, careers in business investment banking and teaching and and I'd get up and and not want to get out of bed and and I'm like, oh, this sucks sitting in the parking lot like Christine, you've got to go in. You've got to go into work and I don't have that anymore. Even on the worst day of whatever I'm doing now with hands in 85 pots, I don't have that feeling of not being fulfilled or – you know that, and that is what I would love for our listeners and people who you know even are going through this and want to work with you and really dive into their dreams. This is bizarre, but I will tell you this: I used to fly all the time the last you know like five years with conferences and and whatnot and speaking. And there was always people that sat around me in the plane that would be really nervous, like the nervous people that you always they always thought they were going to crash and their knuckles are white. And I would turn to them and I would say, "This is me." I'd turn to them and be like. You know, I I see that, you know, I see you're nervous. I said, everything's going to be fine. And they're like, I know, I just hate crashing. I said, we're not going to crash. I'm like, because, um, because I, am. I have, God has so many more things that I need to accomplish in life. So this plane's not going down. And they look at me like, oh my, who is this weirdo? And I'm like, I, I I have so many more things put on this earth that I need to accomplish. This plane's not going down. Are you joking? Right.
2: Right.
0: And that's how I feel. And you know what? If it did go down, I'd be totally happy with what decisions I made in my life to put me in that position. I know it's like the weird people get weirded out and I say that, but I'm like, no, we're good. So we're when good. I go
1: so when I go skydiving with you and Ira, you're going to be like, it's
2: okay. <laughs> I got more stuff to do. I got hey, something you, to do on Tuesday.
0: Right, right. Hey,
2: listen, all three of us, we can't go now. We can't. No. no, we got stuff to do.
0: God's got a lot of stuff on his agenda, I think for the three of us. And, um, and that's really important for, uh, for everyone out there. If you don't feel that way in your life, Find out what that thing is. And maybe, you know, maybe you do enjoy. People do enjoy teaching and investment banking and whatnot. So, you know, maybe that's something they enjoy, but maybe there's something else in addition to that that you want to do that will give you that satisfaction, which is always important. So I love it. Yeah, I think, that's,
2: I think that's super important. I mean, for those of you listening right now who say, listen, I'm stuck and unfulfilled. I know I was created to do more. Listen, I said do more. I said serve more, not get more. Mm. Uh-oh. Somebody just got mad and cut us off. Right. That's what's going to happen when they listen to this. I said, those people who want to give more and serve more, not get more. So we're not talking about dreams as far as I want more pay. I want another house. I want another car. I want more. No, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the area in your life that you're supposed to dedicate to serving people and giving and serving and giving and impacting and transformation. So when I talk about purpose and dreams, I'm very specific. I'm not talking about you getting a new Tesla or the, or the new, no, I ain't talking about material things. If you know that you were created to do something more, the first step is you need to recognize who you are. There's something incredible about you. Most people have the right right skills. They're in the wrong industry. Christine is still teaching, but she is not in the education system, right? And the right skills in the wrong industry. And if you're not careful, you'll be stuck and confused because you love to teach, but you're teaching the wrong stuff to the wrong people at the wrong time, in the wrong situations. And and it's going to make you miserable, right? And so- A lot of times we just got to shift industries and shift what the message is and everything will get back on track. Number two is a lot of people are doing the could versus the should, right? Could versus the should. What does that mean? A lot of people are doing what they can and could do for money, but most people are not doing what they should and what they were born to do with their lives because they, they don't know where the next dollar will come from to do the thing that they were created to do. And that's okay. There's people like myself out here who can help you connect the dots I didn't say make it easy for you. I said, we'll help you connect the dots because you still got to do some work. I I did a coaching call this morning, my group coaching call every Monday, called the Dream Diver Power Coaching Call. And today's uh, topic was take massive action. I don't care how much faith and belief you have in God, yourself, and the dream. The dream is not getting up off of that paper and going to go work itself out. Get your butt up and go do the work to make the dream work happen. That's dream dive, right? Notice it's not, the brain is not dreamer. It's dream dive, dream and then action, dream and then execution, dream and then go all in dream and then be willing to commit and marry the process. The, 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 the the passion part of it, the sacrifice, the investment, the enduring, you have to be willing to commit your life to it. Brian and Christina tell you, this is not easy. You don't go from dream to just landing the dive, you you got to put in some work, baby. You going you're going to earn every ounce of success, however you measure that within your dream. But you got to recognize who you are, right? And then you got to do the work to figure out what you created to do, unlock your dream, and then you got to become the right person, and then start crafting a strategy to help you connect your dream to execution, so that you know you won't you won't have to survive, but you will thrive in the area of your of your God sized dream. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack the podcast. No. This is your podcast, man. This is man. all this is-
0: about you, and I want to get all of this Dream Diver information to everyone. Now, I know that uh, Monday mornings you do these calls, and I have not been able to get on live, but there's repeats of these. I'm hanging that up I right now. I'm listened. hanging up. What?
2: I'm hanging up because you haven't been able to get on, Christine.
0: <laughs> I know. I had to listen to the, um, I had to listen to the replays of them. They're replays. Are you stuck, Christine? Come right up there. Do
1: we, do we need to start this over again and have Ira into you a oh, little bit here? I'm sorry. Come on, Christine. I've I'm got just, kids I'm sorry. and
0: they want to eat food and they need to go places. It's uh, like, no, you know, no, no. You didn't even it's listen. all that weird stuff. So anyway, it's amazing. And please tell everyone how to be a part of these calls and how to get in touch with you. Go.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, So a couple of things. Go to my website, www.dreamdiver.co, just like it sounds, not .com, but .co. Sign up for our email list right there on the homepage. Immediately, you're going to get two transformational videos for you to watch immediately. Then you're going to get access to all of my other content and emails uh, and um, documentaries and everything else that goes along with what I do, podcast info, all of that good stuff. Uh, And then three days into your welcome email, you're going to get an invite to what I call my Dream Diver Power Coaching Call. Every Monday morning, 6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, I'm doing a 30-minute live power explosive coaching call, group coaching call, where I get on the call and I give you a 15-minute powerful, you know, dynamite explosive keynote talk designed to fuel you to Um, ignite you for the week ahead that you have of diving into your purpose and your dreams. Just like we're talking right now, we are going in early in the morning so that from Monday to Monday you're running at peak maximum velocity uh, and you are operating at your peak potential. And so uh, you'll hop on that call with me every Monday morning, 30 minutes comes with Facebook group and then also uh, the replays for those of you who you know, you're already at work or you have kids who need to eat food. I don't know why mm-hmm. kids would need to eat food, but um, you'll, you'll get access to the replay. So uh, all of that great stuff is there. And, uh, you know, my one on one coaching, you'll find that on the website as well for, you know, uh, people who are like, man, let's go to the next level. All of that great stuff is, is on there. And what I'm most excited about, Christine, if you don't mind me sharing, is oh. um, my documentary network. Hopefully that'll be coming in the next year or so called Dream Diver TV. Right. And so I just want to explain that real quick. Dream Diver TV is going to be the inspirational lighthouse, the hub, the Mecca for people who have a big dream, a dream that's bigger than themselves who say, listen, I'm tired of watching garbage TV. I'm ready to watch content, films, documentaries that's going to inspire me to go do what I was created to do. Right. And so when I was on my journey, I was looking for content that could inspire me to take me to the next level. And it didn't exist. It didn't exist. And so God was like, yeah, guess what? I created you to create it. How about that? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so that's why my production company exists and my coaching company exists because we're working on Dream Diver TV, which will be real, raw, relatable, transformative documentaries and docu-series to bring you inside of the life of some of the greatest Dream Divers that you've heard of and never heard of to kind of reverse engineer how they did what they did to start living the life of their dreams and making massive impact in their cities, communities, regions, states, and internationally, um, Right. Uh, you read their book, listen to their podcast, you heard them on YouTube, but now we want to bring you into their world and into their life. So uh, if you sign up for my email list, you'll get all the info about all of this great stuff. And uh, at the end of the day, I don't want your money. I want your heart mm-hmm. so I can help you become the man or woman that you were created to be period in the story. So thank you guys. I, hey, I thank
0: you for the two fit crazies um <laughs> Dream Diver T V series. I mean just, uh, uh, I can't uh, wait to uh, see that you're, one.
1: You're 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 welcome. Nope. <laughs> uh, Insanity.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, this Pirate, is amazing. Honestly,
1: I love this mm-hmm. i mean i love this i love you i love listening to you and and uh i needed it for sure today um part of it was to uh have you inspire me to to do more and, and and part of it was uh you know some reaffirmation uh to what i already believe you know it's nice to hear people um tell it back to you uh in the same way that you feel it and uh i just I thank you for everything thank you for your service thank you for coming mm-hmm. on it's just been a blast
2: man brian Time for you to go to another level, man. (laughs) Whatever you've been, whatever you've been sitting on, that you're like, ah, it's too big. We got a pandemic going on. We got all this crap going on. I can't, I can't go that deep. I can't go that wide. Go, go, because somebody is counting on you, bro. Somebody needs what's in your heart. Let it out, and don't be afraid to start small, and then swing harder and harder and harder. Before you know it, you'll be knocking it over the fence but don't, don't die with that thing in you. Expand it, grow it, let it out and and stay around people like Christine and myself who will continue to ignite your behind every time you show up to, to the, to the game. Um, that's what we're here for, man. So uh, I don't know you from Adam, mm-hmm. but man, we're, we're, we're brothers. And uh, I just pray, man, that God will launch you to another level, levels that you didn't even pray about or think about that's about to happen before 2020 is over, man. So, Appreciate you for having me, bro. Hey, thank you.
0: Ira, this morning I got up and I went for a run and it was beautiful. And I ran through this beautiful forest, this what (laughs) trail run, right? And I'm like, Monday's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's really hot out. I trip over this big route and I legit dove. (laughs) She's all cut up. Face first into gravel. I'm cut up. I'm like broken and I was just getting ready for the dream dive today so I'm just throwing that out there to you that I pop up and I'm like we're good I've run you know a couple miles back home and covered in dirt and blood and all I kept thinking was you know what What else you got for me Monday what else you got because you know what I got Ira Davis coming up so no matter what you throw at me things are going to be great today. Wow, Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's not the kind of dream dive I help you with. uh, See Christine if you want more of that. But um, hey, listen, Christine, I'm just warming it up. Yeah, no, you are you are a blast, man. I told you when we spoke on the phone. I said, man, they don't God don't make him like you anymore. And so when he got done with you, he threw away the mold and said, that's it. I got one Christine, and it's a wrap. Um, But you know, I love who you are and where you're going. Stay in the fight because. The hard work is behind you. Now everything from here forward is it, it's all going to be a magnetic pull. Your energy as you show up is going to start opening doors that you didn't even unlatch because your energy and your heart, is mag- they're magnetic, right? So when the magnet comes through the room, it starts <laughs> attracting stuff to it, man. So I want you and Brian to know, keep going. You, you're You're not even close to where you're going to end up. So keep going. I don't care what it looks like in front of you. Keep going.
0: Hey, uh, right back at
1: you. I tell her that all the time. Right back at you.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: Ira, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to our listeners and talk to us and, you know, inspire people around the world. I hope that all of our listeners take a look at Ira's. Say your um, website one more time.
2: Yeah, www.dreamdiver.co. We're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, all of that, dreamdiver.co. Or if you want my personal Instagram it's the chief dream diver yeah at the chief dream diver on instagram got beautiful. it beautiful ira Hook have the up. best
0: day ever and i know that uh we'll be in touch in the future when we drop this we'll send you links and all that fun stuff but we're super excited to uh to be a part of your dream diver experience at this point and thank you for everything keep being amazing and uh we'll see you soon
2: thank you guys so much keep doing what you do
0: and with that said,
2: it is Christine Conti, and I'm Brian Prendergast, and we
0: are two fit crazies in the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.